Father God, we thank you for today's reading, September 22nd. Thank Isaiah 39, 1 to 41:16. Lord, please be with us, Lord. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, <laughs> the beauty of your word. Okay, Anna, take it away. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I don't know why I interjected that during your praying. <laughs> She's trying to help me. <laughs> okay. Lord, thank you for this uh, revelation that's going to come. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, move. Isaiah 39.1 to 41.16. Soon after this, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift. He had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick and that he had recovered and that he had recovered. Hezekiah was delighted with the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure houses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Hezekiah, the, or then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where were they from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? asked Isaiah. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to this message from the Lord of Heaven's armies. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasuries stored up in your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who will serve in the palace of Babylon's king. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given me from the Lord is good. For the king was thinking, At least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Wow. Okay, <coughs> comfort, comfort my people, says, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over all her sins. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountain and hills. Strengthen the curbs and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of God will be revealed. And all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. A voice said, Shout. I asked, What should I shout? Shout that people are like the grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in a field. The grass withers and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. And so it is with people. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Beautiful. The um, O Zion, messenger of good news. Shout from the mountaintops, shout it louder, O Jerusalem, shout and do not be afraid, tell the towns of Judah. I'll take it. Okay. Your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. 
He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed the flock, his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lamb in his arms, holding them closely to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. Who else has held the oceans in his hands? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Who is able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. All the wool in Lebanon's forest and all Lebanon's animals will not be enough. He makes a burnt offering worthy of our God. To make a burnt offering worthy of our God, the nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. To whom can you compare God? With what image can you find to resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold, overlaid with gold and decorated with silver chains? Or if people are too poor for that, they might at least choose wood that won't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began? Are you so ignorant? God sits above, above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain. He makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root. Then he blows on them and they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Ask the Holy One. Look into the heavens, who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. O oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? <clears> o <throat> oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you not, never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not worry, grow weary. They will walk and not faint. 
But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Listen in silence before me, you lands beyond the sea. Bring your strongest arguments. Come now and speak. The court is ready for your case. Who has stirred up this king from the east, rightly calling him to God's service? Who gives this man victory over many nations and permits him to trample their kings underfoot? With his sword he reduced armies to dust. With his bow he scatters them like chaff before the wind. He chases them away and goes on safely. Though he is walking over unfamiliar ground, who has done such mighty deeds, summoning each new generation from the beginning of time? It is I, the Lord, the first and the last. I alone am He. The lands beyond the sea watch in fear, remote lands tremble and mobilize for war. The idol makers encourage one another, saying to each other, Be strong. The carvers encourage the goldsmith, and the molder keep helps at the anvil. Good, they say, is coming along fine. Carefully they join the parts together, then fasten the thing in place so it won't fall over. But as for you, Israel, my servant Jacob, my chosen one, des descended from Abraham, my friend, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, You are my servant, I have chosen you, and will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. See, all your angry enemies lie there, confused and humiliated. Anyone who opposes you will die and come to nothing. You will look in vain for those who try to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. For I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, Don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Though you are a lowly worm, O Jacob, don't be afraid, people of Israel, for I will help you. I am the Lord, your Redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. You will be a new threshing instrument with many sharp teeth. You will tear your enemies apart, making shafts of mountains. You will toss them into the air, and the wind will blow them all away. A whirlwind will scatter them. Then you will rejoice in the Lord. You will glory in the Holy One of Israel. Amen and amen. Amen. Woo-wee. Oh. That's an amazing scripture. Yeah. A couple amazing scriptures in here. It says right here, Your God is coming. Uh -huh. Jesus, yes, the Sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, He brings His reward with Him as He comes. He will feed His flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in His arms, holding them close to His heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with the young. 
Amen. Right. I like this promise. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Amen. You know, um, reading this gives me so much comfort on who our God is, and He's got it together. He goes, I got it, Fernando. I got the ends of the world. I got it. I have it. I haven't you heard, Fernando? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God and the words He gave before the world began? Are you so ignorant? The words He gave before the world began. Something about that the words he gave, we can use them as we speak them out. They're tools. They're, they, they produce what they say. Mm. You know, what we say. Is, and it says, uh, because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Oh, Jacob, how can you say that the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on high on wings like eagles. They will run, not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. Amen. Amen. Down here it says, It is I, the Lord, the first and the last. I and alone am He. Amen. Amen. Um, just one thing in the beginning that I was wondering why, well, as soon as the prophetic word came to Hezekiah, from Isaiah regarding what was going to happen to all his stuff and um, you know he told them that his sons were going to be eunuchs and they're going to be turned over to the Babylonia but you know it gave him great comfort to hear that his his rest of his time on earth was going to be full of peace so he took it as a good word you know he's kind of like uh, facetious or, or smart aleck against Isaiah you know because he had prayed for 15 more years, remember? Mm -hmm. And then he was complaining he was going to be cut off in his youth. And so he was pretty comfortable, <laughs> you know. And, but it's amazing he showed all those riches to the, mm -hmm. to the... You know, I kind of find myself in that foolish state, you know, when you show all your cars or you spend all your money. And, and when foolishness or pride gets a hold of you, you know, it's, you know, God wants you to be conservative, preserved. Even in my talk, you know, I have to try to give everybody every bullet I have, you know. Yeah, but. I also, and then a little further down in, it's in number eight, maybe, no, number mm -hmm. three, 39, three, I guess. It says, listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, 
clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. It kind of just reminded me when John the Baptist was, you know, in the book. In John, where they, John the Baptist says, they're, you know, they prepare the way of the Lord really, mm-hmm. through the wilderness. Remember how he, he says that to the people? So that kind of just reminded me from there. I don't know if it's a quote from there, but that was cool. Amen. Would you like to read Galatians, Ephesians, sure. one to twenty-three? Lucky, lucky you. Amen. Our favorite prophet. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Okay, so um, Ephesians one one to twenty-three. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ. I'm, ta- I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Because we are united with Christ, even before he made the world. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and to... And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious church grace he has poured out on us who belong in his dear son. He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with our with the with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all the wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth of the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. By giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit of God's guarantee that he will give us inheritance he promised. That he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Ever since I heard of your strong faith 
in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church in his body is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Amen. Amen and amen. Good reading. Wow, that was just an amazing reading. You read the whole chapter one of Ephesians. Yeah, I, in the beginning it was really, before it gets to the prayer that we always like to pray, it had a lot of good in that you preceding the prayer, you know, that we like to pray. It just had some incredible, incredible, um, you know, promises of the Holy Spirit. Um, it just had some great things about our inheritance, you know, and how we are in Christ, united with Christ, and how all the authority is going to be, in you know, heaven and earth is going to be under Christ. <clears throat> Amen. I love it. My yeah. head. And, and, you know, it, it's at the very beginning, um, it, it speaks of... Um, and number three, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ even before he made the world. Amazing, huh? Before he made the world. God loved us and chose us in Christ even before he made the world. How amazing is that? Amen. Yeah. And he chose us so that we would be holy and without fault in his eyes. So, and he adopted us into his own family. I mean, how awesome is that? That, you know, through Jesus, we are now sons and daughters of God. And we are um, blessed with what he, our daddy has. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because of Christ. So, that to me, the beginning of that, whoa, I just, it really came like and the inheritance over here that it talks about you know it really does give um camp you know it says he's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins he showered his kindness on us all along with his wisdom and understanding so it just says he's so rich in kindness and grace and mercy, you know, because because he was purchased through Jesus. But that's like, that doesn't say he's so rich in anger or he's so rich in, in punishment, you know. This says he's rich in, in, in kindness and rich in mercy. It's so awesome. 
Um, and it says, furthermore, because we're united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Amen. So I, I like that because it says we have an inheritance. We Amen. have an inheritance. What Christ did brought forth a great inheritance for our lives here on this earth. Amen. That we can Amen. walk in. We walk in the inheritance. Ask, seek, and knock, Lord. We thank you for houses. We thank you for riches. We ask you for riches. And thank you. We ask you for our inheritance from fathers, from our Heavenly Father. We ask you for inheritances. And we thank you for our prudent spouses from the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for your incredible greatness of your power. We do believe, Lord, the same power that raised Christ from the dead and he's seated at the place of honor on God's right hand in heavenly realms. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, for the authority and the power of the leadership in Jesus Christ. Lord, he is the true God and only God. Thank you, God, that we're in it to win it because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for, for the benefits. And we receive the blessings. We say yes and amen. Yes and amen. Pray in the Psalms. We confess our sins so that God will listen to our prayers. Thank you, Lord God, for... <clears throat> Lord, with Psalm 66, 1 and 20. Shout joyfully praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of His name. <clears throat> Tell the world how glorious He is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises. Shouting your name in glorious songs. Come and see what our God has done. What awesome miracles he performs for people. He made a dry path through the Red Sea and his people went across on foot. There we rejoiced in him. For he, for by his great power he rules forever. He watches over every movement of the nations. Let no rebel rise in defiance. Let the whole earth bless our God and loudly sing his praises. Our lives are in his hands and he keeps our feet from stumbling. You have tested us, O God. You have purified us in the silver. You capture us in your net and laid the burden of slavery on our backs. Then you put a leader over us. We went through the fire and blood and flood, but you brought us to a place of a great abundance. Amen. Now I come to your temple with burnt offerings to fulfill the vows I made to you. Yes, the sacred vows that I made when I was in deep trouble. That is why I am sacrificing burnt offerings to you. <clears throat> the best of my rams as a pleasing aroma and a sacrifice of bulls and male goats. Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sins in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He did attention to my prayer. 
Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdrew his unfailing love for me. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 23, 25, and 28. So give your father and mother joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. O my son, give me your heart. May your eyes take delight in following my ways. A prostitute is a dangerous trap. A promiscuous woman is as dangerous as falling into a narrow pit. She hides and waits for, like a robber, eager to make more men unfaithful. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Amen. Father God, thank you, Lord God, for today's reading. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. You're the greatest, Lord. You give us life, eternal life. You give us your word. You give us duty. And you train us to be faithful. And you give us the Holy Spirit to home in our hearts to resonate what is good, what is pleasant, and what is right, and what is the will of God. Thank you for leading us in such a way. You're a wonderful Father. Bless us with your word in Jesus' name. Today, September 23rd. Isaiah 41.7 to 43.13 When the poor and needy search for water and there is none, and their tongues are parched from thirst, then I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will never abandon them. I will open up rivers for them on the high plateaus. I will give them fountains of water in the valleys. I will fill the desert with pools of water. Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched ground. I will plant trees in the bar, barren desert, cedars, acacia, myrtle, olive, cypress, fir, and pine. I'm doing this so all who will see this miracle will understand what it means that it is the Lord who has done this the Holy One of Israel, who created it. Present the case for your idols, says, says the Lord. Let them show what they can do, says the King of Israel. The King of Israel. Let them try to tell us what happened long ago so that we may consider the evidence. Or let them tell us what future holds so we can know what's going to happen. Yes, tell us what will occur in the days ahead. Then we will know you are God's. In fact, do anything good or bad. Do something that will amaze and frighten us. But no, you are less than nothing and can do nothing at all. Those who choose you pollute themselves. But I have stirred up a leader who will come from the north. I have called him by name from the east. He, I will give him victory over kings and princes. He will trample them as a potter threads on clay. Who told you from the beginning this would happen? Who predicted this, making you admit that he was right? No one said a word. I was the first to tell Zion. Look, he's on the way. I will send Jerusalem a messenger with good news. Not one of your idols told you this. Not one gave you any answer when I asked. See, they are foolish, worthless things. All your idols are as empty as the wind. 
Look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flicker candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not alter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will wait for his instructions. God the Lord created the heavens and stretched them out. He created the earth and everything in it. He gives breath to everyone, life to everyone who walks the earth. And it is he who says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you. And I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them. And you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison. Release those who sit in dark dungeons. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. Everything I prophesy has come true, and no, I will prophesy again. I will tell you the future before it happens. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing His praises from the ends of the earth. Sing, all you who sail the seas, all you who live in distant coastlands, join in the chorus, you desert towns. Let the village of Kedar rejoice. Let the people of Salah sing for joy. Shout praises from the mountaintops. Let the whole world glory the Lord, glorify the Lord. Let it sing His praise. The Lord will march forth like a mighty hero. He will come out like a warrior full of fury. He will shout his battle cry and crush all his enemies. He will say, I have long been silent. Yes, I have restrained myself. But now, like a woman in labor, I will cry and groan and pant. I will level the mountains and hills and blight all their greenery. I will turn the rivers into dry land and will dry up the pools. I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things. I will not forsake them, but those who trust in, in idols, who say, You are God's, will be turned away in shame. Listen, you who are deaf, look and see, you blind. Who is as blind as my own people, my servant? Who is as deaf as, as my messenger? Who is as blind as my chosen people, the servants of the Lord? You see and recognize what is right, but refuse to act on it. You hear with your ears, but you don't really listen. Because He is righteous, the Lord has exalted His glorious law. But His own people have been robbed and plundered. 
enslaved, imprisoned, and trapped. They are fair game for anyone and have no one to protect them, no one to take them back home. Who will hear these lessons from the past and see the ruin that waits you in the future? Who allowed Israel to be robbed and hurt? It was the Lord against whom we sinned, for the people would not walk in his path, nor would they obey his law. Therefore he poured out his fury on them and destroyed them in battle. They were enveloped in flames, but they still refused to understand. They were consumed by fire, but they did not learn their lesson. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have Egypt as a rans I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for you because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from the east and the west. I will say to the north and the south, bring back my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. Gather the nations together, assemble the people of the world, which of their idols have ever told you such things? Foretold. Foretold such things which can predict what will happen tomorrow. Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? But you are my witness, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been and never will be. I, yes, I am the Lord, and there is no other Savior. First I predicted your rescue, then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnessing that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand no one can undo what I have done. Amen. 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 You know, it's talking about Jesus. This is one of the things that the uh, the Jewish people are still believing this prophecy right here. Uh-huh. As the king that will come, a leader at 25, Isaiah 
41.25 says, would you read it? Um, but I have stirred up a leader who will come from the north. I have called him by name from the east. I will give him victory over kings and princes. He will trample them as a potter treads on clay. Okay, now remember, this he has to be talking, you know, God always says that in the face of other um, high powers, he does this, and he defeated them. When I saw Jesus come from, with the keys of the, of the kingdom from the, from the depths of the earth, full of blood, he went in like a victorious, to do battle with kings and princes in the dark, the dark places of the earth, and won over them. But these people have taken it literally, you know, everything is predicted by Jesus coming, and send them a Jerusalem a messenger with with good news with John. Amen. And he goes on, I will strengthen him. He is my chosen one who who pleases me. Amen. I have put my spirit upon him. He will Amen. bring justice to the nations. He will not shout, you know, he or raise his voice right, in public. Right. I, I caught that. He will not. Cr Crush the weakest reed to call it upon him. Even those who believe in his name will be saved. He will bring justice to all who have been wrong. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout. The I like the word he said. Even distant lands beyond the seas will wait for his instructions. Amen. 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 Beautiful prophecy of Jesus Christ coming. And um, I like the way it says, um, uh, well, I go up here, I think it's 42. It's hard to see the notes here, the numbers, but um, where. I will, I, I am the Lord, and have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you, and I will give you to my people, Israel, as a symbol of my covenant with them. Mm. Even back then, as a symbol of the covenant, and you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in dark dungeons. Amen. Um, in the dark dungeons of our minds, mm -hmm. depression. Um, you know, I like where it says, everything I prophesied has come true, and now I will prophesy again. I will tell you the future before it happens. Amen. And this was an incredible prophecy, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to do something in the desert that's never been done before. A virgin is going to have a child. He even says he's going to come from the north. So that's Galilee. Came up from the north, mm -hmm. Galilee. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's interesting right here on uh, on 10, on uh, 42.10, he says, Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing his praises from the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. Sing all you who sail the seas. Join in the chorus, you desert towns. Let the village rejoice. Let the people sing for joy. Shout praises. Let the whole world glorify the Lord. 
Let us sing and praise. And that's what happens in Christmas time all over the world. They sing his praise, you know, they they're not silent. We just love to sing, you know, and it's it's a victory chant, it's a victory thing. You know, I mean to rejoice and be happy. What savior tells you to rejoice and be happy and be jubilant so long, so much? Yeah. You know, his great victory. He's even excited of his great victory, you know, that accomplished that to to help us distant lands. Wow. I like the way it says, uh, the study talks about how um, Jesus was called a servant. The passage is about the servant Messiah in Isaiah 42, 1-7. You know, the Messiah, Jesus, would fulfill this task in a special way by quite literally being God's presence in this world as a servant. That's why, you know, no no work is too demeaning for us because we're servants. Amen. You know, I was thinking about my mom today and what a servant she is. She's been a servant all her life since she was 10 years old. And you know how people, you, you talk about your destiny here on this earth. Well, she was destined to be a servant to, to her family. And she does it with all her heart all the time. It's amazing. Um, Amen. You know, and she's quite a legacy to all the... Uh, and you recognize it, you know, so you recognize it. What a blessing to see that. Mm-hmm. You forgot to call, you know, that's why you want to call her on Sunday and say, hey, she likes me out. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday. That's why it gives me great joy to help her, you know, give her, you know, she's turning 82 or 80. Wow. She's turning 80 or is already, you know, she's so strong and she just keeps going and she works really hard and, you know, she's there to serve her family, the children. It's amazing, really, really. It's, I mean, I just came to me today when I was standing over there. What a servant she is. And they don't get no breaks. No. We get up at 7 for work. We take a break about 1. <laughs> 1 o'clock, the break, first break comes for 2 hours, and you're back at work. Um, I, I want to call out a scripture that has stuck with me. Pastor Prince taught it. Uh, it's in it's in here. Um, that year of restoration. Remember the year of restoration mm-hmm. that Pastor Prince about two years ago. Um, okay, so here it is, right here, forty two twenty two. It says, um, but his own okay, because he's righteous. The Lord has exalted his glorious law. Okay, that's twenty twenty one. But twenty two says. But his own people have been robbed and plundered, enslaved, imprisoned, and trapped. They're fair game for anyone and have no one to protect them, no one to take them back home. So that's the one translation, but the translation I learned when he taught us was, you know, that for the people who are robbed and plundered, but no one says restore. Mm. That's where, where, the, where is that at? That's in 42.22. Restore. Yeah. So, so, so um, that this is, I think in the New King James it says, you know, um, no one says restore. 
So it, that's just a great scripture because, you know, what he taught us that year was whatever the situation is that's been taken from you, your health, your, your, your money, your family member, your marriage, whatever it is you're dealing with, the Lord restores all things and makes things new. And he says, you know, just tell me, Father, restore, restore my memory, restore my bones, restore my, um, you know, my, my, my children that are rebellious, whatever the need is, it's, we just say, Father, restore, and he will do it. So I, I, that just always stood out with me because it didn't have to be a long prayer. What translation? I don't see it. Um, 22, he said? Yes, yeah, 40. But his own people have been robbed and yeah, plundered and slaved in prison and uh -huh. trapped. Uh -huh. They are fair game for anyone and right. have no one to protect them right. and no one to take them back home. And no one says restore. Where's that? Um, it's not in this translation, but let me pull it up in another That's one. That's okay. I've seen it okay. before. I believe you. Yeah. But it's kind of no one to protect them and right. no one to take them back home. Right. So there is someone standing and all they have to do is say, Restore. Restore, Restore yeah. us. You will mm. protect us. Restore us. You will take us home. Amen. Restore us. You will make us brand new. Restore our fortunes, Lord. Restore Amen. our fortunes. 30 bars of gold. Restore, Lord. Let the people know that you are God, Lord. Restore, Lord. I think this thing you're going to read uh, Ephesians Ephesians in response believers live in recognition that we belong to God Romans 14 7 and 9 2 Corinthians 5 14 50 joy and thanksgiving are the appropriate responses to God's grace Amen. believers joyfully praise God for his glorious grace because we know we owe everything to God and his son Ephesians 1 6 12 and 14 our entire lives reflect our gratitude for his grace amen the most important thing in life are all gifts of God for those who have chosen and made him his own by his grace forgiveness a right relationship with God Acceptance into God's family as his child, eternal life, spiritual understanding, the transforming power of his Holy Spirit, and the promise of God's blessing now and forever. These is, there is nothing we cannot do to get these things for ourselves. That is why Paul begins and ends his letters with a prayer that God's people will have his grace and peace. Amen. Amen. Um, I just wanted to make one more point on the Isaiah side. Mm -hmm. um, there's that famous uh, little scripture that we should hang on to always. This is from, a, and it's at the very end, the last uh, scripture. Uh, from eternity, 43, it's 43.13, I believe, the last one. Yeah. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. That's very powerful for mm -hmm. people who read all some of the, you know, into the, the, the New Testament.
Testaments when they're reading and they hear that if you do this and you do that, you're going to be going to hell and, you know, this is an abomination and all this stuff. When some of this stuff in Matthew is written to the Jews, I mean, it just, you really have to come back to what's correct, what's, what's secure. Well, over here it says, no one can snatch them out of my hand. Amen. Yeah. That's what Jesus said, yes. So, you know, when you, when you wonder about your no, salvation. No, well, we, we tried it. I tried to go back, you know, and nothing, nothing satisfies, but, you know, getting around with Christians is the only thing that satisfies. Amen. Okay. So, and there's a little bit more about the blind and the deaf and stuff, but it's it's all good. Good stuff. You know, you know, it would be nice to find out all the scriptures that the people believe that the Messiah is coming to. A leader from the north, you know, going to do this. They're still waiting for him. 2,000 years, 3,000 years has come and went. And those guys are still looking up into the sky. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 22. Okay, this is awesome. Once you believers were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Wow, Lord. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Amen. For He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all, in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of His grace and kindness towards us as shown in all that He's done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by grace when you believed. Amen. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Amen. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be Outsiders, you were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God has made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But, now you have been united with Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him 
through the blood of Christ. Amen. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He's united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ, Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together to him becoming a holy temple for the Lord, for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Amen. Amen and amen. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, huh? Beautiful, beautiful. Well said. It's just clear as clear. Mm-hmm. You know, through we were brought into unity with Christ. We no longer, you know, we're a family now. We're a family. And um, that was the one key thing I kept noticing, the unity and the, you know, it's all available to everybody. This, you know, because of Christ's work at the cross, it's all, and we're all one with him, seated in the heavenly places. You know, it's just, um, there's a wealth of his grace and kindness towards us um, because, you know, we're united with him. It's not just, I mean, I like the way he puts it. He says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. Okay? And you can't take credit for it. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. Amen. So that's that's a one part where it you know it's pretty clear. Um, sometimes people think, well, I have to do these good things in order to be approved by God or to get to heaven. But He's telling you, hey, you got this gift. But before that, God prepared your the the works you want to walk in before. But once you believe, that's when you're saved. And so you step into, once you know you're righteous and you know you're saved and you believe, you step into that destiny of what God has called you to do before the foundation. You develop your gifts. Yes, given, amen. You know, and yeah. A lot of Christians falter on that place of mm-hmm. developing their gifts to um, piloting, be a ministry, you know, um, captains of big ships and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord's given us everything, you know. we. Yeah. The devil beats us up out of confidence. Amen. It does say here, and it does repeat that uh, Christ himself had brought us to a place of peace several times towards the end, what I read. 
Amen. Reconciling, you know, putting together Jews and Gentile. We both have access to the Holy Spirit. But I like it says he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. Amen. That's how he did it. Thank you, Lord. That's good. Man, the Ephesians is really good. One thing about Paul, he really just keeps pounding the point. You know, mm-hmm. you got peace now because of the cross and the blood. Amen. And you're united with him. And, and you look right here, it says, But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much. Amen. Okay. Amen. He raised, he loves it's us so much. Mm-hmm. Rich in mercy. Mm-hmm. And mercy, you know, it just constitutes all the gifts he's given me. And he gives us the talents and the power to get yeah. that done. To the good works he has for us. The good works. Amen. In Jesus' name, the good works. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay. Bless God by praying the psalm to praise to him. Bless God by praying this psalm. Of praise to him, Psalm 67, 1 through 7. Mm. You want to read it? Yes. May God be merciful and bless us. May his face shine with favor on us. May your ways be known throughout the earth, your saving power among people everywhere. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Let the whole world sing for joy because you govern the nations with justice and guide the people of the whole world. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Then the earth will yield its harvest and God our God will richly bless us. Yes, God will bless us and people all over the world will fear him. Amen. Amen. I like the way it says God will bless us. Uh-huh. I mean, if God blesses me, I am gonna, if he blesses me with a car, and I'm, uh, the guys are going to fear him. I uh-huh. like that. <laughs> he blesses me with an airplane, Amen. people are going to fear him. Amen. He blesses me with, you know, resources. But it says here, it's very clear, God will bless us. God will bless, not maybe. Yes, God will bless us. Richly bless us. Then the earth will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will richly bless us. Amen. Yes, God will bless us richly, and all people over the world will fear him. I like his plan. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 22, 23, 29, 35. Oh, I like this one. This is my cup of tea. Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. (laughs) Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down. For in in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations, and you will say crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mast. And you will say, they hit me, but I didn't feel it. 
I didn't even know it when they beat me up. When will I wake up so I can look for another drink? Those are the cats that we have to work yeah. with. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all your rich word in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, thank you, Lord God, for today's reading. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. You're the greatest, Lord. You give us life, eternal life. You give us your word. You give us duty. And you train us to be faithful. And you give us the Holy Spirit to home in our hearts to resonate what is good, what is pleasant, and what is right, and what is good God. Thank you for leading us in such a way. You're a wonderful Father. Bless us with your word in Jesus' name today, September 23rd. Isaiah 41.7 to 43.13 When the poor and needy search for water and there is none, and their tongues are parched from thirst, then I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will never abandon them. I will open up rivers for them on the high plateaus. I will give them fountains of water in the valleys. I will fill the desert with pools of water. Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched ground. I will plant trees in the barren desert, cedars, acacia, myrtle, olive, cypress, fir, and pine. I'm doing this so all who will see this miracle will understand what it means that it is the Lord who has done this the Holy One of Israel who created it. Present the case for your idols, says the Lord. Let them show what they can do, says the King of Israel. The King of Israel. Let them try to tell us what happened long ago so that we may consider the evidence or let them tell us what future holds so we can know what's going to happen. Yes, tell us what will occur in the days ahead. Then we will know you are God's. In fact, do anything good or bad. Do something that will amaze and frighten us. But no, you are less than nothing and can do nothing at all. Those who choose you pollute themselves. But I have stirred up a leader who will come from the north. I have called him by name from the east. He, I will give him victory over kings and princes. He will trample them as a potter threads on clay. Who told you from the beginning this would happen? Who predicted this, making you admit that he was right? No one said a word. I was the first to tell Zion. Look, he's on the way. I will send Jerusalem a messenger with good news. Not one of your idols told you this. Not one gave you any answer when I asked. See, they are foolish, worthless things. All your idols are as empty as the wind. Look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flicker candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not alter or lose heart. 
until justice prevails throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will wait for his instructions. God the Lord created the heavens and stretched them out. He created the earth and everything in it. He gives breath to everyone, life to everyone who walks the earth. And it is he who says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you. And I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them. And you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison. Release those who sit in dark dungeons. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. Everything I prophesy has come true. And no, I will prophesy again. I will tell you the future before it happens. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing His praises from the ends of the earth. Sing, all you who sail the seas, all you who live in distant coastlands, Join in the chorus, you desert towns. Let the village of Gadar rejoice. Let the people of Salah sing for joy. Shout praises from the mountaintops. Let the whole world glory the Lord, glorify the Lord. Let it sing His praise. The Lord will march forth like a mighty hero. He will come out like a warrior full of fury. He will shout his battle cry and crush all his enemies. He will say, I have long been silent. Yes, I have restrained myself. But now, like a woman in labor, I will cry and groan and pant. I will level the mountains and hills and blight all their greenery. I will turn the rivers into dry land and will dry up the pools. I will lead blind Israel down a new path, guiding them along an unfamiliar way. I will brighten the darkness before them and smooth out the road ahead of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things. I will not forsake them, but those who trust in, in idols, who say you are gods, will be turned away in shame. Listen, you who are deaf, look. And see, you blind, who is as blind as my own people, my servant? Who is as deaf as, as my messenger? Who is as blind as my chosen people, the servants of the Lord? You see and recognize what is right, but refuse to act on it. You hear with your ears, but you don't really listen. Because he is righteous, the Lord has exalted His glorious law, but His own people have been robbed and plundered, enslaved, imprisoned, and trapped. They are fair game for anyone, and have no one to protect them, no one to take them back home. Who will hear these lessons from the past and see the ruin that waits you in the future? Who allowed Israel to be robbed and hurt? It was the Lord against whom we sinned. 
For the people would not walk in his path, nor would they obey his law. Therefore he poured out his fury on them and destroyed them in battle. They were enveloped in flames, but they still refused to understand. They were consumed by fire, but they did not learn their lesson. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire's oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have Egypt as a ransom. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for you, because you are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from the east and the west. I will say to the north and the south, Bring back my sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Bring out the people who have eyes but are blind who have ears but are deaf. Gather the nations together, assemble the people of the world, which of their idols have ever told you such things? Foretold. Foretold such things, which can predict what will happen tomorrow. Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? But you are my witness, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been and never will be. I, yes, I am the Lord, and there is no other Savior. First I predicted your rescue, then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnessing that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. Amen. 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 You know, it's talking about Jesus. This is one of the things that the... uh, the Jewish people are still believing this prophecy right here uh-huh. as the king that will come, a leader at 25, Isaiah 41, 25 says, would you read it? Um, but I have stirred up a leader who will come from the north. I have called him by name from the east. I will give him victory over kings and princes. He will trample them as a potter treads on clay. Okay, now remember, this he has to be talking, you know, God always says that in the face of other um, high powers, 
he does this and he defeated them when I saw Jesus come from where the keys of the of the kingdom from the from the depths of the earth full of blood he went in like a victorious to do battle with kings and princes in the dark the dark places of the earth and won over them but these people have taken it literally you know everything is predicted by Jesus coming and send them a Jerusalem a messenger with with good news with John Amen. and he goes on I will strengthen him he is my chosen one who who pleases me I have put my spirit upon him he will Amen. bring justice to the nations he will not shout or raise his voice right, in public right. I, I he will not cr crush the weakest reed to call it upon him even those who believe in his name will be saved he will bring justice to all who have been wrong he will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout the, I like the word he said even distant lands beyond the seas will wait for his instructions amen 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 yeah. a beautiful prophecy of Jesus Christ coming dungeons of our minds mm -hmm. depression um, you know I like where it says everything I prophesied has come true and now I will prophesy again I will tell you the future before it happens amen and this was an incredible prophecy you know mm -hmm. and you know I'm gonna do something in the desert that's never been done before a virgin is gonna have a child he even says he's going to come from the north, so that's Galilee. Came up from the north, mm -hmm. Galilee. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's interesting right here on uh, on ten on uh, forty two ten. He says, "Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing His praises from the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. Sing all you who sail the seas. Join in the chorus, you desert towns. Let the village rejoice. Let the people sing for joy. Shout praises." Let the whole world glorify the Lord. Let us sing in praise. And that's what happens in Christmas time all over the world. They sing His praise, you know. They, they're not silent. We just love to sing. You know, and it's it's a victory chant. It's a victory thing. You know, I mean, to rejoice and be happy. What Savior tells you to rejoice and be happy and be jubilant so long, so much? Yeah. You know, His great victory. 
he's even excited of his great victory you know they accomplished that to to help us distant lands I like the way it says, uh, the study talks about how um, Jesus was called the servant. The passage is about the servant Messiah in Isaiah 42, 1-7. You know, the Messiah Jesus would fulfill this task in a special way by quite literally being God's presence in this world as a servant. That's why, you know, no no work is too demeaning for us because we're servants. Amen. You know, I was thinking about my mom today and what a servant she is. And she's been a servant all her life since she was 10 years old. And you know how people, you, you talk about your destiny here on this earth. Well, she was destined to be a servant to, to her family. And she does it with all her heart all the time. It's amazing. Um, Amen. You know, and she's quite a legacy to all the... Uh, and you recognize it, you know, so you recognize it. What a blessing to see that. Mm-hmm. You forgot to call, you know, that's why you want to call her on Sunday and say, hey, she likes, yeah. Uh-huh. on Sunday. That's why it gives me great joy to help her, you know, give her, you know, she's turning 82 or wow. 80. She's turning 80 or is already, you know, she's so strong and she just keeps going and she works really hard and, you know, she's there to serve her family, the children. It's amazing, really, really. It's, I mean, I just came to me today when I was standing over there. What a servant she is. And they don't get no breaks. No. We get up at 7 for work. We take the break about 1, <laughs> 1 o'clock. The break, first break comes for 2 hours, and you're back at work. Um, I, I want to call out a scripture that has stuck with me. Pastor Prince taught it. Uh, it's in it's in here. Um, that year of restoration. Remember the year of restoration mm-hmm. that Pastor Prince about two years ago. Um, okay, so here it is, right here, forty two twenty two. It says, um, but his own okay, because he's righteous. The Lord has exalted his glorious law. Okay, that's twenty twenty one. But twenty two says. But his own people have been robbed and plundered, enslaved, imprisoned, and trapped. They're fair game for anyone and have no one to protect them, no one to take them back home. So that's the one translation, but the translation I learned when he taught us was, you know, for the people who are robbed and plundered, but no one says restore. Mm. Where where is that at? That's in 42.22. Restore. Yeah. So, so, so um, that this is, I think in the New King James it says, you know, um, no one says restore. So it that's just a great scripture because, you know, what he taught us that year was, whatever the situation is that's been taken from you, your health, your 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 money, your family member, your marriage, whatever it is you're dealing with, the Lord restores all things and makes things new. And he says, you know, just tell me, Father, restore, restore my memory, restore my bones, 
restore my, um, you know, my, my, my children that are rebellious, whatever the need is, it's, we just say, Father, restore, and he will do it. So I, I, that just always stood out with me because it didn't have to be a long prayer. What translation? I don't see it. Um, 22, he said? Yes, 42. But his own people have been robbed and yeah, plundered and mm-hmm. slaved and imprisoned and uh-huh. trapped. Uh-huh. They are fair game for anyone, and right. have no one to protect them. Right. And no one to take them back home. And no one says restore. Where's that? Um, it's not in this translation, but let me pull it up in another That's one. okay. I've seen it okay. before. I believe you. Yeah. But it's kind of no one to protect them and right. no one to take them back home. Right. So there is someone standing, and all they have to do is say, Restore. Restore, Restore yeah. us. You will protect us. Restore us. You will take us home. Amen. Restore us. You will make us brand new. Restore our fortunes, Lord. Restore Amen. our fortunes. 30 bars of gold. Restore, Lord. Let the people know that you are God, Lord. Restore, Lord God. I think this thing you're going to read, uh, Ephesians. Ephesians, in response, believers live in recognition that we belong to God. Romans 14. 7 and 9, 2 Corinthians 5, 14, 50. Joy and thanksgiving are the appropriate responses to God's grace. Amen. Believers joyfully praise God for His glorious grace because we know we owe everything to God and His Son. Ephesians 1, 6, 12 and 14. Our entire lives reflect our gratitude for His grace. Amen. The most important thing in life are all gifts of God for those who have chosen and made Him His own by His grace. Forgiveness, a right relationship with God, acceptance into God's family as His child, eternal life, spiritual understanding, the transforming power of His Holy Spirit, and the promise of God's blessing now and forever. These is... There is nothing we cannot do to get these things for ourselves. That is why Paul begins and ends his letters with a prayer that God's people will have his grace and peace. Amen. Amen. Um, I just wanted to make one more point on the Isaiah side. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that famous uh, little scripture that we should hang on to always. This is from a, and it's at the very end, the last uh, scripture. Um, from eternity, 43, it's 43.13, I believe, the last one, yeah. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. That's very powerful for mm-hmm. people who read all some of the, you know, into the, the, the New Testaments when they're reading and they hear that if you do this and you do that, you're going to be going to hell and, you know... This is an abomination and all this stuff. When some of the stuff in Matthew is written to the Jews, I mean, it just—you really have to come back to what's correct, what's what's secure. Well, over here it says, "No one can snatch him out of my hand." Amen. Yeah. That's what Jesus said, yes. So you know, when you, when you wonder about your no salvation. No one. Well, we we tried it. I tried to go back, you know, and no, me, nothing satisfies. But you know, 
gathering around with Christians. It's the only thing that satisfies. Amen. Okay. So, and there's a little bit more about the blind and the deaf and stuff, but it's it's all good. Good stuff. You know, you know, it would be nice to find out all the scriptures that the people believe that the Messiah is coming to. A leader from the north, you know, going to do this. They're still waiting for him. 2,000 years, 3,000 years has come and went. And those guys are still looking up into the sky. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 22. Okay, this is awesome. Once you... Believers were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Wow, Lord. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Amen. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all that he's done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by grace when you believed. Amen. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Amen. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision. Even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts, In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God has made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him, through the blood of Christ. Amen. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He's united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles. By creating in himself one new people from the two groups. 
Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself he, we are carefully joined together to him becoming a holy temple for the Lord for the Lord through him you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit amen Amen and amen. Yeah, that's it's beautiful, huh? Beautiful, beautiful. Well said. It's just clear as clear. Mm -hmm. You know, through we were brought into unity with Christ. We no longer, you know, we're a family now. We're a family. And um, that was the one key thing I kept noticing, the unity and the, you know, it's all available to everybody. This, you know, because of Christ's work at the cross, it's all and we're all one with him seated in the heavenly places you know it's just um, there's a wealth of his grace and kindness towards us um, because you know we're united with him it's not just I mean I like the way he puts it he says God saved you by his grace when you believed okay and you can't take credit for it it's a gift from God Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. Amen. So that's that's a one part where it, you know, it's pretty clear. Um, sometimes people think, well, I have to do these good things in order to be approved by God or to get to heaven. But he's telling you, hey, you got this gift, but before that, God prepared your the the works you want to walk in before. But once you believe, that's when you're saved, and so you step into once you know you're righteous and you know you're saved and you believe, you step into that destiny of what God has called you to do before the foundation. You develop your gifts. Mm -hmm. Yes, giving, amen. You know, and yeah. a lot of Christians falter on that place of mm -hmm. developing their gifts to. Um, Piloting, be a ministry, you know, um, captains of big ships and so forth. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord's given us everything, you know. We, yeah. The devil beats us up on our confidence. Yeah. It does say here, and it does repeat that uh, Christ himself had brought us to a place of peace several times towards the end, what I read. Amen. Reconciling, the, you know, putting together Jews and Gentile. We both have access to the Holy Spirit. But I like it says he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. Amen. That's how he did it. Thank you, Lord. That's good. Man, the Ephesians is really good. One thing about Paul, he really just keeps pounding the point, you mm -hmm. know. You got peace now because of the cross and the blood. Amen. And, and you're united with him and 
and, and look right here it says but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much amen okay. amen he raised he loves it's us so right. much mm -hmm. rich in mercy mm -hmm. and mercy you know it just constitutes all the gifts he's given me and he gives us the talents and the power to get yeah. that done to the good works he has for us the good works amen in Jesus' name, the good works. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay. Bless God by praying the psalm to praise to him. Bless God by praying this psalm of praise to him. Psalm 67, 1 through 7. Mm. You want to read it? Yes. May God be merciful and bless us. May his face shine with favor on us. May your ways be known throughout the earth. Your saving power among people everywhere. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Let the whole world sing for joy, because you govern the nations with justice and guide the people of the whole world. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Then the earth will yield its harvest. And God, our God, will richly bless us. Yes, God will bless us. And people all over the world will fear him. Amen. Amen. I like the way it says God will bless us. Uh -huh. I mean, if God blesses me, if he blesses me with a car, and uh, the guys are going to fear him. I uh -huh. like that. <laughs> he blesses me with an airplane, Amen. people are going to fear him. Amen. He blesses me with you know resources but it says here it's very clear god will bless us god will bless not maybe yes god will bless us richly bless us then the earth will yield its harvest and god our god will richly bless us amen yes god will bless us richly and all people over the world will fear him i like his plan May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 22, 23, 29, 35. Oh, I like this one. This is my cup of tea. Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. <laughs> Don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down. For in, in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations and you will say crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea cleaning to a swaying mast and you will say they hit me but i didn't feel it i didn't even know it when they beat me up when will i wake up so i can look for another drink okay, hmm. those are the cats that we have to work yeah. with thank you lord thank you lord for all your rich word yeah. in jesus name amen